Hey, this is Vinny Caruana from The Movie Life. I am the Avalanche, peaced out, constant elevation, and you're listening to the podcast and we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 231 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn Zencaster in the business, Sam Atura. We're recording on April Fool's, so take everything we say with the grain of salt. Except all of it. <laughs> No, no, okay. No, there's no April no, Fool's crap over here. I'm yeah, because either. you're even you're hearing this on the second or later or later. So that shit has sailed. I hate April Fool's Day. It's right up there with Halloween for like my least favorite things, and that makes me sound like a curmudgeon. And I might be. I was gonna say you you may be becoming because Halloween's still fun, but like April Fool's, like it's the day where I'm like, okay, don't go on Twitter, avoid all social media because it's all gonna be bullshit stories, and I'm and I'm not here for it. It's it's like when you run a pod where you do an, a weekly news recap and you're recording on April Fool's Day and you still have to look for stories. It just makes it incredibly hard. So if something legitimately dropped today that we missed, sorry, we don't think we did. The two things that actually happened today, real, we we both captured. Actually, three. So we got it. But, uh, you know, I hate April Fool's Day. It's just such a joke. But we are live here on Zencaster. Thank you to the team at Zencaster for everything you do. We appreciate you and your platform. We just want to give a quick shout out before we even go into the rundown. Chris Neal, an old friend of mine, had no idea he listened to the podcast. We I haven't seen Chris since 2013, maybe 2014. Um just want to say he shot me a tweet randomly that I had again, I had no idea he listened to the show and he said at the Nintendo, which is my Twitter, you are at Samuel Matoro, all one word. He said, thanks for the TV recommendation uh, recommendations. I finished. It's a sin. It was amazing. And I just started atypical, which is so far amazing. So again, uh, we give our picks of the week. So you all have recommendations for stuff to go watch and play and listen to. Uh, this was different. This was actually pulled from my top 10 shows. You need to go watch solo episode. Uh, what? Three weeks ago. I think it was Sam, whenever you were gone. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Three or four weeks ago. I can't, I cannot remember. But yeah, so that was when I did that solo episode, It's a Sin was my number one recommendation uh, and Atypical was right behind it at number two or three. And It's a Sin is my favorite show of 2021 so far. So, um, so happy that you watched it. I absolutely loved it. It gripped me like crazy. I'm glad it gripped you as well. Colin is the best character. But again, just two weeks in a row, people are taking our advice and listening and then giving us the feedback that they enjoyed it. So shout out to Chris Neal. He's cdoc122 on Twitter cdoc122 on twitter but let's get into the rest of the show we got our picks of the week we got trivia in movies we got our spoiler free godzilla versus kong impressions Whew, cannot we wait. both saw it yeah we both we both saw it the day it came out on hbo max neither one of us opted for the theater experience at least i don't think so yeah i know i, okay. I don't think or no our theater opens up tomorrow Okay, so we didn't even have the option. Uh, we both saw both Suicide Squad trailers, so we're going to talk about those uh, trailers. Black Adam has a release date. Uh, two other DC properties no longer have release dates. We'll talk about what that means. Oh, yeah. We have some delays, but not as bad as you think for some movies that we're excited about in the movie section. and TV, we have our spoiler-free impressions of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which is under the radar, snuck out on Disney+. Plus. That premiered the same day as episode two of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we're not going to go into this week. We're going to wait till next week and we're going to do our we're halfway home impression. So episode one, three and six 
you'll hear from us on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. George R.R. R. Martin and Game of Thrones are creeping back into relevance. So is Lucifer, as its final season has a premiere date on Netflix. Thank and God, literally. Sam will take over in gaming for what may be the longest gaming section we ever have outside of E3 with exactly one story. I don't even know if I can hold it down. It's about Cyberpunk 2077 before Sam takes over with his weekly WADA, and we will get on out of here. But before we get into all of that, let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. I, I feel like I, I have to give it to Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I wanted to wait a little bit, let everyone sit on it. And exp- I don't want to get even into it because we got into how much we love this film in, what, two episodes ago when we gave our spoiler-free mm-hmm. impressions of the Justice League. I, I just felt like he, he he deserves this. It's three hours and 52 minutes. If it's too long, there's the pause button. You can always, you know, go to the bathroom there. 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd say 95% of the people that I've talked to that seen it, loved it. Of course, 5 10%. You're always going to have your haters that didn't like it. But again, this this movie was, was way more fleshed out than what we got in Joss's cut. I finally said his name right. Um, you, know, you said Joss and I missed it. I, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, I know. I was saying first time four years. I said his name, right? I you was looking, be, you, I was looking down. I did. I totally missed it. Damn oh, it. Oh, you blow it. <laughs> and I, I just read a report that, um, if everyone, I guess that came to the format of, you know, HBO max that just off this, that they're looking at to make $266 million, they put up 70 million to make. So, well, you know, 190 ish million dollars profit on this movie. So it seems like they did the right move by doing it. So go on HBO Max. Let's go show some love to Zack Snyder and watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. One of the next two weeks, you're going to see an HBO Max, actually two HBO Max programs for me for my pick of the week. I'm going to switch it over to Netflix uh, for my pick of the week. It is a documentary, and I've been waiting for this doc for almost three years, more like two and a half years since we first heard that it was coming out. And not only were we psyched about it for two and a half years, but we had the director of the show or of the documentary, Taylor Morden, on this podcast to do an interview way back in 2018. The movie premiered in 2021. You can see how long of a difference that is and how long this journey has been on. And the things we talked about in that interview, some of it isn't even relevant anymore to the film. It's it's crazy. But I'm talking about the last blockbuster. It is available on Netflix. It's trending in the top 10 almost every day it's in it's out it's as, it's as high as like number four it's really 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 neat and i would say very well worth it it's a seven out of ten on imdb out of 2500 ratings uh it was i want to say about an hour 30 to an hour 40 somewhere in the, an hour 26 so right around an hour 30 um it takes Easy place watch. yeah it takes place almost entirely in that bend oregon uh, blockbuster the last one on earth but it, because they started it way back when back when they started the doc they were talking about the 12 that were remaining and then so it almost tells the story of how it got from 12 to 1 um, well actually it got from a store opening every 17 seconds or minutes i forget what it is to just one yeah it was something ridiculous like the interviews alone man are just really cool it it what i love about it is it almost it's almost like a work of fiction where it follows a narrative of Sandy, who is the manager of that store. She calls herself the blockbuster mom and Bend, Oregon being a small town. She's almost employed every little kid to work at this blockbuster. It's like a rite of passage in Bend to work there. (laughs) And it kind of tells the story of her family and how she got started at blockbuster, how long she's been there, how they get movies. She goes to target and buys them. 
Oh my god! It's neat. It's really neat. Uh, and then they have what uh, Brian Posehn and Kevin Smith was Doug, Doug Benson. Doug Benson, yeah, big yeah. Time. he's in it a ton. By the way, Paul Shear, Sam. I mean, Levine, he only has like three podcasts dedicated to movies. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy, Ron Funches, James Arnold Taylor, my boy um, Seth Cohen, Adam Brody is in it. Lloyd Kaufman from the Toxic Avenger and to- uh, was it not Toho? Uh, oh man, I can't remember what his company is called. Uh, Troma. Trauma, trauma. I think trauma, but he does the, the Toxic Avenger stuff. Um, uh, just a bunch of other people, and it's really, really interesting. Um, it, it. I was never uber nostalgic for Blockbuster growing up because right around the corner from me and you, Sam, we had West Coast Video. Yeah, and- like I, I remember that, but like I, I, like I think I was obviously a part of that because just because it was so close. But I, I like at least I know for my sister's side, like blockbuster was like every friday or every other friday like we were there and you know we would always like no like kids nowadays will never know of seeing 500 uh, dvd case of the same movie and it's all sold out kids will never know that pain that pain when you can just stream it um and also i was so growing up i was had the west coast video because it was right here but the one i went to even more was far more they had a really nice rental section. It was small and quaint, but I got a lot of fun movies and childhood memories from that, especially renting video games from far more. But this movie, you know, it, it takes you in and and it almost it almost makes you want to get in a car or get on a plane and go to Bend and just see it for yourself. The smells, the carpet, the walls, the logo, just to be able to experience that again and get a Blockbuster card because they give them out. So like, man, just because I did around 16 start going to a Blockbuster because the the girl I was dating at the time lived right next to one. So it was kind of easy. So like it, it became a part of my teenage years more than my, my youth. But I, I have a feeling that in the future, just like everything else that's retro, um, you know, VHS, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Even VHS tapes are making a comeback. Um, records are hotter. Vinyl's hotter than it's almost ever been. Um, you know, there's uh, people cassette putting tapes. cassette decks in cassette their car. Tape. Exactly. So like, there's a lot of re- retro things to make retro video games are the most popular they've ever been. I yeah. can see a world where not, maybe not at the level of a franchise like blockbuster, but independent mom and pop video rental shops. I can see a world now, like with all the distribution and money you got to pay and this, that, and the other, I don't, I don't know uh, the financials of it, but like I-, I could see a yearning if Toys R Us can make a comeback shit. You never know. The video rental space. <laughs> he said if have, Toys R Us can make it back, anyone can. They might have they, an overpriced toy store where you can just go on Amazon. Yeah, you never know. So streaming is great, but maybe with all these data caps and things that ISPs are putting in, maybe, just maybe, people will have the urge to pop a Blu-ray or a DVD in so they save that stream. So I could see that hashtag, save the stream. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the lo- last blockbuster, it's on Netflix. I cannot recommend it enough. N- 90 minutes of just fun. And cool interviews and cameos and hopefully it brings back some nostalgia for you uh that was our picks of the week um appreciate that Zack snyder's justice league for sam and the last blockbuster for me i'm gonna give you the trivia question first sam as it is what four to three i believe yeah yes sir four to three. we are on a roll we've gotten the last four oh, questions come on let's correct. keep it going come on um i have faith in you but it's not easy okay and, and i would well, say the same thing for you yeah well, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. In the Mighty Ducks number two, D2, as it's referred to, my favorite, what is the name of the worldwide tournament that Team USA, a.k.a. the Ducks, enter? Uh, names, please. 
Is it the Olympics? Is it the Junior Goodwill Games? Is it the World Cup? Or is it the Wheaties International Ice Hockey Championships, a.k.a. the WIHC? I like B. Do you remember what it is? <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty rough for me to give you a point or not based I, on a letter. I think you said the, the, junior, the junior league. It's close enough. The Junior Goodwill Games? Yes. That's correct. <laughs> Yo, but hey, I was quick on my answer. As soon as soon as you said it, it sounded right. Yeah, the junior. So I, I went with my gut. I should have said what's the first team they play and beat, and that's Trinidad and Tobago, nine to one. But I digress. Oh nope, nope, nope. Didn't finish it. No, nope, didn't nope. finish it. Count it, <laughs> judges, judges. I counted. Okay. All right, here we go. Your question. Good luck. The Flash had two enemies from the future. One was the Reverse Flash. Who was the other? I need the answers. You have A, Gorilla Grodd, B, Abracadabra, C, Mirror Master, D, Captain Cold. I don't know, so I'll take a guess. Um, I heard Captain Cold. I heard Gorilla Grodd. I know who Gorilla Grodd is. Can you give me the other two again, please? Abracadabra was B, and Mirror Master was C. Mirror Master, I don't know, but Mirror sounds something like you look into it and you see the future. So I'll go there. Mirror Master. Incorrect. It is Abracadabra. Damn. Yeah, because he was just on the Flash last week's episode. So I was okay. And there's a 0.0% chance I watched that. So (laughs) I I have not even started that show. I probably never will. I will probably get done Arrow at some point in my life. No way. I, I don't believe it. There are just so many good shows. I all, just all, honestly, it. all you really need to do is watch the first two seasons of Arrow and you're good. And I just got Apple TV Plus. So like I, I have all this other stuff. Like there's so many cool shows that have nothing to do with anything. No, no right now there's there's too many shows coming out. Like there's like three, three that drop on Friday morning, like three or four shows. I don't even know what I'm going to watch first this week. Yeah, there's one that came out today that just started um, – for for um god what damn it's made for love on hbo max um kristen miliotti is in it you know the mom from how i met your mother and she was in palm springs okay 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 she uh she's she's married to like a tech billionaire like a mark zuckerberg type but he gets really jealous and he implants a like a gps tracker chip into her neck and it's like a dark sci-fi comedy (laughs) thing I'm oh, there you in. go. Yeah, I'm fucking in. I'm so psyched. It dropped today. It's probably going to watch tonight in bed as I'm going to start that. So I'm excited. All right. So it's four and a half for Sam. Three for me. He's getting a commanding lead as he's gotten three questions in a row. He's One heating more. up. That's called a winning streak. <laughs> One more and it'll be a month. A month straight of questions. I don't know if he could do it, but we'll see. Maybe next week I'll say what color are those red fire trucks. Let's get into the movies. Let's start where we have been wanting to since this damn movie was announced years and years ago. Delay after delay after delay, but we finally got it. Godzilla versus Kong. This is going to be spoiler free. Spoiler free. So when Mothra comes back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, spoiler free, Sam. What did you think of Godzilla versus Kong? And again, like I, I went in knowing what like, I, I, I expected exactly what I got. And I think it was okay. I I really enjoyed the monster battles. That's what I was there for and didn't give a shit about the human component in this movie. 
I think you sum it up pretty perfectly. I thought it was pretty okay too. I thought the human element was completely unnecessary. It was only there because they needed a runtime. Yep. And the monster battles, uh, they, I think, quite frankly, they over-delivered. Um, I think the monster battles were cl- the clear highlight, and I would say they exceeded my expectations. But you're absolutely right. I went into it knowing what I was going to get, and I got exactly that, yeah, which is like a it. solid five or six out of ten. But the monster fights really carry it. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, if I factor in the whole movie, like I'm in the same. I'm gonna give it a six, maybe a seven, just because I'm just staring at Godzilla and Kong. It's you know, it's my childhood right there. Like that's all I wanted, and you know. We knew what the ending was kind of going to lead to, which, you know, it wasn't a surprise to no one. But, you know, I, I, I liked I liked that, you know, that machine for what it was. And that there are certain elements of this film that have to do with like it's not time travel. It's almost just like almost like dimensional travel. And that really took me out of it. It yeah, didn't it, make any damn sense. Visually, it was kind of confusing. Things are upside down. And yeah, left. it was like, are you trying to be Space Odyssey? Then it, it's like, it was, okay, then he just shoots a hole over here and bam. Like, I, I, there was a lot of like, huh? So, with again, without spoiling it, this, instead of coming up with something, I don't know, clever, what this movie tried to do was force a reason and a way that these two titans have a history and come together and where they came from. Yeah. and. I honestly don't need it. I never needed, you know, what hole did Godzilla crawl out of? It never, yeah. it never needed to exist. To me, it could have been a little baby lizard that's got, you know, was in a biochemical accident. Oh, and just hate the Ninja Turtles. Right. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're absolutely right. But if so, facto, so it would it would have worked. And so. Yeah, I guess you can't tell that story. That's that's been well. No, Godzilla was in the fifties, dude. Godzilla beats the turtles by thirty something years. So in reality, I, I didn't need the way they told it. It was a little much. I thought that the human cast again, almost completely unnecessary and completely expendable. I would um, say the I like the adult story more than the kids story. I I'll would tend that. to agree with that as well. And what I think movies. So there's a couple things in movies that make me cringe. One of them is when you unnecessarily, and I said this before, um, I think I even applauded Zack Snyder's Justice League for this, was I hate it when movies force the the relative to you down the throat. Like they call, the, the kid calls the dad, father, I have failed you, father, or sorry, yeah. uncle. I already know what you're going like to say. That. Yeah. that was one. So I hate when movies do that. I also hate in movies, and this one do, does it pretty egregiously, is when a movie shove podcasts down your face because they never do them right. They never get them right. They make them this big thing. And honestly, the Mighty Ducks, when we get into that, there's that component to, to that as well, where there's a podcast involved. And that's how like the these three kids, Millie Bobby Brown, the kid from Deadpool, and he's not a kid, the other gentleman, I can't remember his name, yeah, how these three too. characters come together. And all of a sudden she's like 12, but she's driving a van and they're in China. Like, how did this even happen? Where are we at? How did you get here? Because it's not a long movie. It's under two hours. So it's kind of rushed from that perspective. And then you're like, you're here in his podcast. And he's like out of breath. I'm like, where are you recording? At a nuclear site? Like, really? <laughs> you pull out your phone? Really? You're just you're watching a kaiju stomp a city. And you're like, you know what? Episode 163 needs to happen right now. 
Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I hate when movies and TV shove well, podcasts. Like, I, I was surprised. Like, I mean, I like Alexander Skarsgård. I mean, obviously, he was in True Blood and a couple movies since then. But I actually kind of liked him in this. I thought that he was kind of better, better than, you know, than he normally is. Millie Bry Brown, I usually like her. I didn't, like, I didn't care for her. Um, the doctor, Dr. Andrews, she, she was okay. Like her, and I guess oh, like Rebecca the, the Hall is phenomenal though. I, yeah. I do. I generally love her performances. So she didn't bother me. I was okay. with No, her. no, that, that, that's kind of like, she, she, like they were okay on the adult side. Anytime you had to go to like Millie Bobby Brown or, you know, they're, they're driving the van Julian over here. Den- Julian Dennison. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, okay. I love like, Kyle Chandler, by the way, coach Taylor. He's great as Mark Russell. But my favorite was Damien. Uh, was it Bisher or Bisher? He's the villain of season three. And I think even four of weeds, uh, which was an older showtime show from like the mid two thousands. He's great. in that he plays the, Oh, Walter, he plays Walter. Yeah. The, the character, he is basically the main villain. If you want, who is the catalyst behind uh, the big thing that Godzilla and Kong have to come together for. So, yeah. And um, I, I saw our boy Lance Reddick. He was, you know, in, um, you know, the John wick movies, he had one little cameo part. I saw him in an interview. He said, yeah, I had a bigger scene in the, uh, I guess in earlier in the movie and then they cut the whole scene. So he's like, I literally had that one scene. So he was funny. a little disappointed in that one. I will say though, from a kid's perspective, Kaylee Hoddle, uh, who plays Gia or Jaya, um, she's a deaf girl who communicates with Kong. She actually, I mean, I know she had zero speaking lines, but like, I actually loved that relationship and the character arc there. No, it, it was cute. That and, was cute. And Kong, and that plays into to Rebecca Hall, which is Doctor Irene Andrews, who we talked about a minute ago. She's like the matriarch of that relationship. So I actually really enjoyed that. Um, but man, when they when this whole kind of dimensional travel thing started, and it's maybe it's not dimensional. You'll see what I'm talking about. I'm trying not to spoil it. When that happens, it was a little a little uh, off putting, if you will. It's kind of bored in the in the beginning, but once man once you, you've seen it in the trailer the shot where kong punches on the boat and then godzilla comes up out of the water that starts that first monster fight once that happens you're kind of glued and i'll tell you this act three it just doesn't let you go act three was kind of bonkers uh, i loved all of that yeah like, like there, there's stuff i i want to say but i really can't because it would it would kind of be leaning more towards spoilers or kind of lean where where it, you know where i don't want it to go but like like you said, overall the action it was it was everything we wanted it to be. Like I, I don't like you said it was they definitely over delivered. I think on the fight scenes, of course I wanted more of a certain certain thing near the end. Hey, I would say that too. That was pretty quick. Yeah, you know yeah. I, I wanted a little bit more, and also I wanted a, a certain character to kind of get more. Um, I guess of 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 a of a spot. I guess he had a couple points, but you know the end I felt like it was kind of more one sided. Mm. Uh, I I do like where they ended though because yeah. again it, it it leaves everything kind of open but one, you know, I'll, I'll just one, leave it at that. One of the two Titans has a lot more to do with this movie than the other one, and yeah. so I, I I'm with you there that it almost felt like a not one sided but probably like sixty forty. Oh 70, my god! 30. Yeah, then you know near the end I was like, man, my man getting a whooping. Yeah, and then you know what I mean. Like yeah. that, that, that's like my minor complaint is the human element kind of w- w- was shit, and then. My kind boy of, near the end, just getting his face wiped and everything. Kind of was shit. <laughs> it's a great quote for 2021. Let's leave our impressions off before we kind of cap it with like, would you see it? Would you recommend it? This, that, the other. Let's read IGN's review. Godzilla versus Kong knows exactly what it wants to be. It invests every minute of its two hours living up to that promise. Somewhat understandably, the humans are overshadowed by their enormous co-stars. 
but it is a glorious love letter to those iconic characters, collective histories, a satisfying culmination of the arc leading up to it, and hopefully a jumping off point for more stories set in this universe. Let's hope it's not another half century before these two crazy kids get together again. Like a seven out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of the consensus. I'm seeing is sevens out of 10. I'm a little bit lower, maybe a six. But, yeah. And, 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 and that's fine. Like I would still recommend everyone go see this movie. I, I think as long as you leave your brain at the door, I think you will be entertained and you will see some awesome visuals that, you know, you, we didn't have in the original. When the it first sound, came the out. sound design is great. Their cries, their screams are phenomenal, both Godzilla and Kong. Oh, uh, that, that was probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing. Yeah. Gr- oh yeah. There's like a scream off almost. Yeah. That was, spoiler, yeah, that, that was probably it. Yeah. Um, I would say, like you said, the, the the monsters are very, very well animated CG-wise. I think Godzilla looks better than he ever has. Kong, uh, a little, the, the, the fur, the hair is a little... No, I was going to say, there, there was a, a couple of moments you could see where it didn't it didn't look right. But I will also say that, you know, if, you're, if there's some DBZ fans out there, that there might be a little DBZ moment in this movie. That was uh, pretty cool. That is true. And also, expect a lot of neon... Um, like a lot, a lot of neon. So if you like Tron, you'll love Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Um, but overall, I would also recommend it, if not alone for the for the fights. Um, you know, it, I would definitely recommend it. There's Dude, you like could three literally or four I, of them. So I may even like tomorrow just turn the movie on, fast forward all through all the human parts, just go right to the monster battles, and just enjoy myself for a little bit. Somebody on Twitter said, "I I just watched Godzilla versus Kong, and I'm giving it a ten out of ten. And and somebody said. Uh, really, like you loved it that much? He's like, yeah. Well, the second time through, I skipped all the monster or the human shit and just watched the monster fights. And I was like, all right, literally, boom. There's the move. If this was a half hour or forty five minutes, whatever, of just monster fights, it'd probably get a good eight out of ten from me. Uh, (laughs) Solid. So yeah, definitely would recommend the film. It's really good from a monster fight perspective. If you're going in expecting an Academy Awards script with the most deep character arcs and story ever, you're probably going to get a little disappointed. But if you go into it with some popcorn in one hand and a, and a, uh, I don't know, a, a need for a good time in another, then you'll be. And, and also I will, I have to say that it made $123 million so far at the box office, the highest since the coronavirus has started. So it's helping the, the, the box office recover. It's also, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are more theaters open now than there were. So, that's also a thing, but it's also going to lead into a story we have a little bit later uh, of some films getting delayed. And it's kind of the reason it's getting delayed is because this movie's doing well and theaters are opening up and the potential for box office is, is coming back. So some some movies are going to just take a quick delay just to be able to get into the right window. But before we get there, let's get into a few more stories. And this one's DC related. We got not one, but we got two suicide squad trailers this is where our top three for the evening is going to lie out of these trailers who are our favorite characters the ones that stuck out from james gunn's horribly twisted mind from the suicide squad trailers we watched both you know we're, we're not going to go here's one and then a breakdown yeah. of the other we're just kind of lump them together sam what has this done for your hype level for this film Again, it's just like like this is a movie that i definitely want to see in theater so hopefully August 6th, I'm, I'll be hopefully all vaccinated and I'll be good to go because I, I want to enjoy Like I wanted to see Godzilla and Kong in, in theaters, but I, I, there's just nothing I could do right now to you know make me feel comfortable while sitting in that chair in a mask. But both of these trailers I thought were fantastic. The first one I liked a little bit more, but the second one I appreciated the, the little uh, extra he added in. And I, I think this movie's going to be a blast. Mm. Mm. 
I I heard yeah. people kind of hating on the second trailer. I I, I kind of found it shocking, but I, I did. I yeah, because it wasn't Red Band. It was so the second trailer was the theatrical trailer, aka it was the trailer that you got for the preview from Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, it's part of the previews. So they're not going to show you a Red Band trailer for a PG thirteen in yeah, a PG thirteen nope. movie. Forget about it. So they got a theatrical cut, like Idris Elba. There's one line in the trailer, the Red Band where he says, "Oh, we're eBay gonna bleeps fucking it out. die or whatever," and yeah. that's when they say, "Damn" or gosh or whatever they say they they find gosh dolly yeah so like i get that and there's an there's a part where king shark goes num num and bites a dude and you see it and in this theatrical trailer they cut it right before he puts the dude in his mouth so yeah you know there's definitely a theatrical version of this i thought they were both nice um i i think the first one was better yeah, i love the red band piece of it the second one though it gave you a little more of a glimpse at peacemaker uh, it gave you a glimpse at some other characters. That yeah, like Polka Dot Man. You got to see him use his powers he, and stuff finally, like that. Right? Like I'm sitting there thinking, how does Polka Dot Man use his powers? Yeah. And you finally see it. He throws Polka Dots at enemies. It's pretty Dude, wild. How about you see Nathan Fillion's character like, oh, your arm's detached? <laughs> like, oh, it was a how could you? Yeah. How it was a quick second. That? Yeah, yeah. So, so it, what, it just looked like it's going to be Isn't he detachable arm man? Like, isn't well, they mean? call him TDK. I don't even know who that is. This, I, I think it's made up. I don't know. The detachable kid? Maybe? Yeah, that sounds about right. So, so he could probably detach anything. Yeah, I would imagine that's probably. Then doesn't he drink Mister Pib? Like, yeah, that's that's what you say. He drinks the Pib. Yep. Yeah, he drinks Pib. No, no, yeah. So uh, I I thought they were wacky and wild, and I cannot wait for James Gunn vision. James Gunn's vision for this. The the so like it's crazy to think what this film is doing. Is it retconning Suicide Squad of the David Ayer version? Is it is it a sequel? Is it you know, just set in the same universe, but with the same characters. Like, what is going on here? Because you have Captain Boomerang, who's played by Jai Courtney. You have um, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. You have Amanda Waller. You even have, uh, what is it, Stone something Stone? I can't remember his name. Played by the same guy. So you have at least four characters of overlap. And yeah, kinda, I'm thinking this is a sequel. It's definitely not trying to retcon, I don't think. Um, well, I think we'll see. Like, if they go in it, and when Waller puts the chips in there... If A, some of them already have a chip, or B, they're not shocked or they say, oh, not again, then I think that will tell us what kind of this is. Like, well, what well this it, it kind of made it like even um, I think it was the second trailer. You had um, um, what, what's his name? Michael Rooker's character. Yeah, Rooker's character. He literally says, ah, so you're the so-called suicide squad. So it seems like that, okay. that they've been around and that people have been hearing about him. So I, to me, it's like, OK, it's a sequel. I, but I, I don't know if I would necessarily call it like a sequel, maybe just like another movie in the universe. I know that is like the definition of sequel, but I don't think it's going to pick up after the events of like El Diablo and the witch or whatever. I can't remember. I think it's just the witch. Enchantress. But, Enchantress. He you. said the witch. Whatever, <laughs> I got Anya Taylor joy horror films on my mind. What do you want? So uh, I just thought they were wild and wacky. It was funny. There's a line in there. First of all, Sly as King Shark is just glorious when he has his hand up. He's like, huh? Ah? Oh, it's gold. gold. It's golden. We knew he was going to be King Shark. Uh, that's what happens when you run a nerdy podcast and you figure this shit out. Um, so we Even knew that. I, that wasn't... I secretly always hoped he was going to be Deathstroke, but that's okay. But we got King Shark out of this deal. He's amazing. Um, and John Cena. Because he's just been so good comedically, and even since Blockers, which is still one of my favorite comedies of the past decade, there's a scene where him and Idris Elba and some others are walking on the beach, and and uh, I would imagine this is one of your favorite scenes as well. When he's like, he's like Idris Elba, basically is trying to tell him to shut up. He's like, just go eat a big bag of dicks. And he said, if this whole beach 
was full of dicks. I would eat every single dick whole for the Liberty. Anything for Liberty. Yeah, no. He, he again, like that. That, that so was the first funny. trailer. He stole that scene, and he said something. In the second one, I cracked up. I was like, oh. He said, "I he, want peace so bad, I'll go kill every motherfucker to get it." Or whatever. Oh, he he's I, I again. I see why now he got his own show. Yeah, he's gonna probably be the one to steal the show from like an overall perspective. I would imagine King Shark is gonna get a little bit of a cult following, and then you obviously have the hard hitters like Idris Elba as Bloodsport and Harley Quinn. And even Amanda Waller, a lot of people love her. This is yeah. like her 19th movie in this universe. And it's like in a different timeline for all of them. She just continues to play Amanda Waller. Uh, was there anything about these trailers before we get into our top three of our favorite characters from them? Anything about these trailers that you're like, nah, probably could do without that. Uh, honestly, I, I every like the only one that I'm, I'm like uh, is Weasel just because I really don't know that character at all. But again, I, I, I guess Sean... James Gunn says, I guess he does something effed up in the movie. So I'm curious to see what that is. So I'm like, all right, I'm trying to keep, you know, keep an open mind with that. I am still just not a giant fan of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I I, want to give her the benefit of the doubt because there's definitely something there. Like she can be fantastic. Um, I I, I did love seeing Starro. That was absolutely awesome. I never thought I'd ever see a live action movie with Starro in it. So that's also a plus. Yeah. Oh, um. Uh, I was saying something stone earlier. It's uh, Rick Flag, Joel Kim. Joel. Oh, Rick Flag. Okay, I was like, okay. When you said stone, I I was so confused. Yeah, Uh, isn't Tyka playing Weasel? Oh uh, no, that's his his brother. Oh, it's oh, it's Stephen Gunn or something like that. Yeah, is that it's something Gunn? I forget his first name. I can't remember either. But Sean Gunn. Yeah, that's it. Sean Gunn Weasel. Pete Davidson's playing Blackguard. Can't wait to see more of his character. He feels to me probably like a second fiddle you know i guess anti-hero in this he has yet to have a speaking line in either trailer yeah so um, to me like them characters are probably going to be the ones to go first i really hope not i what was the one that died in the original suicide squad he's just like it was like some native american guy slipknot yeah that's it and he just like jumps from a building and his head explodes yep okay. and that's it <laughs> i guess he's i guess he's gone but margot robbie i mean like when they go to rescue her in the trailer she's like i'm right here you guys went back. i'll go inside that was the first time i laughed something she said but then she ruins it at the end by saying it's like angels splooging all over me it's like yeah. uh i'm just not that, that them two lines they were they, they were okay with me her, i, I dude, was fine dude it's just her 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 comedic chops are fine. It's just like the things she says, like it's so over the top. It just doesn't stick with me. It's almost like I'll go back to it for longtime listeners since 2016. What is that? The stench of death. Oh, I hate <laughs> that line. It's so bad. And it was in every trailer. Like, what are you picking that for? But overall, man, this like if we could redo our list for like most hype films now that G versus K is is out. I'd yeah. probably put this right behind Mortal Kombat, or maybe right even above it. I'm not sure. No, I, I think Mortal Kombat's still first, but I I agree. It's, it's probably right behind. It's going to be so good. But something we're going to get in a year and a half, and I don't know. Maybe you think it's long. I don't know. Maybe you think it's short, considering it hasn't started filming yet. It belie- I believe it's this month it might start filming. Uh, Black Adam has a release date, and The Rock plastered it in Times Square, of all places. Big, giant billboards in Times Square. Black Adam will release July. Did you want to do our top three real quick? I I probably should. I probably (laughs) should. But, you know, but, you know, 
This is what happens when I forget to put the three, two, one in the rundown. I I do. I had a feeling that was it. (laughs) You keep me on track. My mind's in a million places. Yeah, let's do it real quick. Knock knock out our top three favorite characters from the Suicide Squad trailers. Yeah, I think my number three is I want to see Viola Davis again, man. I want to see Amanda Waller. She's just so menacing as this character. And I I think she does a great job. And I know the one scene, it was pretty cool to see um, John Ostrander as a little cameo in the back. And he was like in the 1980s. He created the Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, the, he created the, the one run that uh, James Gunn is basing this around. So I was yeah. like, just for that, I thought that was a nice touch. That's a really nice touch. My number three, because we finally saw his powers and I'm intrigued for more, is Polka Dot Man. Um, hey. He was really funny in the first trailer where he was like, when they were, someone was like, yeah, we're all going to die. And he goes, I hope so. And yeah. that was really funny. And now you finally see him use his powers. I'm intrigued and I want to see more. Dude, like, and, and that actor, he's been in. The Dark Knight, he's been in Gotham, he's been in this, he was Abracadabra in The Flash, and now he's Polka Dot Man. Like, this guy it lives in Gotham City. That's awesome. So, like, that's pretty cool. And my number two, it's King Shark. Um, I, I thought he stole the show even in, um, what was it, the animated movie? It was like the Apocalypse War. Mm-hmm. When he says King Shark is a shark, I lost it. Like, one of my, I literally, he, like, jumped to the top as, like, the, like the funniest characters in that freaking movie. Um, having Stallone play the voice is great, and I, I can't wait to see him. And I feel like, like in the Flash, their live action King Shark is like jacked with a six pack. I feel like this is like what we'd expect a, a shark to look like. It's the Groot, it's the Drax, it's the you know what I mean. It's the it's the Rocket Raccoon, basically the it's that comedic kind of piece to it that that the team needs. Yeah, like I the agree. fully CG character, kind of like Rocket and Groot, that just kind of bring it all. Together. Even though they have Weasel, but hey, having two can't hurt. Then it'll be Groot. That's fine with me. A tree and a shark. What can, what two things go together better? Uh, my number two is Peacemaker. I am so psyched for this. I'm assuming he's your number one. I am so psyched for this spinoff series. He had the two funniest lines in like spoken lines in the trailers. He continues to deliver. And John Cena, as much as I didn't like him in the ring, I love him as an actor. I dude, easy number one. He, his lines is hilarious. I, like the blockers, he was funny. I have complete faith. I, I think he's going to steal the show. My number one is King Shark. And I, I would agree that he is going to be the underlyingly hilarious kind of like the character we're talking about along with Peacemaker for a long time to come in this. And I just can't yeah. wait to see more. And I'm I'm so excited because he's in the video game too. Suicide, uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, which I think will be 2023 now. But um, you know, I, I, I loved them. It's so good to have Sly. Sly feels like a Philly thing. I can't, I'm just psyched on it. And King Shark is a really good addition to this team that I'm really excited for. And like you said, it's a different take on King Shark versus what the DC universe is used to seeing yeah. if you're a Flash fan. So now we go back to Black Adam and it's, uh, again, plastered all over Times Square, July 29th, 2022. Is that long? Is that short? Or is that right on the money? Dude, honestly, that's a lot faster than I expected. Um, I know they start filming, I think, in a week. So they're going to, you know, I know he's excited to get, to get on it. And I just hope they, they deliver something big. I think they will. There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure on this movie to, you know, to do good. If you want to keep going with Black Adam to continue off in Shazam. Um, is Dwayne pushing to bring back Henry to get back Superman? Like, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, because I know that's what the rock's been chasing for he always wanted to have superman i guess go you know fight black adam so i, I really hope we get to see that well if uh pierce brosnan has anything to say about that 
Hey, yeah, we're in good we're in good hands with Doctor Fate, baby. You don't just bring Pierce into a project unless it's serious, baby. Let's go. I'm so oddly excited for him as Doctor Fate. Uh, the New Gods and the Trench have both been canceled by DC and Warner Brothers. Those movies will no longer be happening. I'm I'm actually kind of happy about the New Gods getting canceled because I really didn't feel comfortable with. I think it was Abe and Tom King. I think they both were writing it. I I don't know. I just didn't feel it. I didn't think that they were going to do it right. I feel like they would have based it more on, I don't know if it was Tom King's Mr. Miracle run. Hey, some people like it. Mike, that's for you. I know you like his run. For me, it just didn't hit with me. And I think after kind of Zack Snyder's kind of glimpse of, you know, Apocalypse and Dark Side, and I think now it's different chatter. Um, but I, I, I'm ashamed about the, the Trench movie. I really did want to see that. Which, if you're not aware, the trench is a spinoff of Aquaman. It's going to be more. It was going to be more of a horror film. James Wan was going to be attached to it, just like he was for the other Aquaman projects. So, uh, you know, I think you know we were just talking about the New Gods movie in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I think it was our spoiler-free one. It might have been in the in the spoiler cast last week, but uh, we got to, to a little bit of rapping about the New Gods movie and. You know, it was one of the first times I had heard about it. And so I was oddly excited given to the like the possibility. And so, you know, you hear kind of all of a sudden on April Fool's Day that it's now canceled. And then you it didn't even say the trench in the damn headline. I had to go into the story and then it says the trenches, too. And I'm like, well, holy shit. That was like the one part of Aquaman that I didn't hate. So uh, I, you know, I'm not an I did not love the first Aquaman film. If That's a surprise to anyone. Uh, but I think seeing more of that universe, that hard, deep kind of. Would have been nice, uh, but I'm fine without either one of these because, again, one of them wasn't on my radar till last week, and the other one was my only part that I liked of a movie that I didn't like. So I'm fine. Um, you know, is it is it shocking to you that that these projects got canceled? I mean, the only one that is probably more. Uh, I mean, not even shocking. It's just again, then Zack Snyder just shook up that whole, you know, that fourth world stuff, Jack Kirby world. So it kind of that whole area got shook. So to me, that's no surprise. But I don't know. I, I thought the the trench was still, you know, obviously with COVID and all that stuff, I probably heard it. But, you know, Aquaman made over a billion dollars. So I thought that that justified enough for at least trench to be OK with, it, you know, like a hundred million dollar sequel or something like that. But hey, that's OK. Well, I think we'll be OK with Aquaman, too. The Batman, oh, I'm sorry, Batman, the long Halloween part one gets a very interesting voice cast, including Jensen Ackles and Troy Baker. And I even the entire cast is like, it's like A-listers. There's not like a one bad cast, you know, member. Um, the only thing, like, again, I understand they're doing it in two parts. I think one's going to be released. You know, I don't know if it's going to be this year. The other one's next year. I, I would have rather get the whole thing in one sitting, but I, I understand they want to stretch it out because it, it's, it's, it's a fantastic story. So what is that storyline about is without, you know, giving spoilers away. I, I, I don't really want to say too, too much about it. Um, I, I, I was just more happy that I guess like when Jensen kind of went out, I, I think he went up to, uh, Jensen, uh, Jared Padalecki, I guess, cause he, he was like awesome, like Walker Texas Ranger. Now he's like, I can say I'm Batman. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. You also have, um, what Naya Rivera, uh, she's going to still, even though she passed away, she's still going to have voice work in it. Josh Duhamel, uh, wow. Sorry. Uh, Josh Duhamel is Harvey Dent, Billy Burke, James Gordon, Titus Welliver is, uh, is Carmine Falcone or Falcone depends on how you say it. So like you said, Troy Baker is the Joker. Um, 
it's a star-studded cast. Jack Quaid is in it as Alberto. He was uh, he is uh, Stu- uh, wow Stewie. I can't even today. Uh, he's in <laughs> The Boys as uh, Huey. Uh, Solomon Grundy is going to be Fred Tatascore. I can't I can't even there. But lots of good people. Apparently, I don't know who who uh, Fred Tatascore is. So oh, Fr- Fred Tatascore. He's actually a really good voice actor. Well, then there you go. Uh, again, just a really star-studded character. And, and dude, and David Dashman, he's in Gotham again. He's playing Calendar Man. This guy's in every DC movie. Well, then there you go. I mean, people like, they like to stay in their wow. ecosystems. Like WB has a lot of actors that they put in a lot of these movies. I'm seeing like a lot of HBO originals and HBO Max originals. They're kind of recycling the same characters. You see in the Warner Brothers DC realm, you know who's in a shit ton of that stuff is, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, White Men Can't Jump. Uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. I, Rosie uh, Perez, right? Yeah, Perez, yeah. So like, she's in a shit ton of that stuff. And like, then again, I, st- I just watched her in another HBO thing. So it's like she's in that Warner Brothers realm. And so like a lot of these actors stay in that ecosystem. They stay with the directors and producers, really the producers, that they have grown relationships with or whatever. So it's not shocking that if you have success, like that dude who followed, uh, what was that, Greg Nicotero around from The Walking Dead. He yep. played the dude who got his shit eaten out in the in the second season. The older guy, <laughs> Glenn? No, 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 definitely. No, not. no, he the old guy. <laughs> he gets his head differently. Um, oh god, he's out in the field and he gets his stomach ripped open. It's fucked up. Yeah, I forget god. the I forget the guy's name. All I remember, he was laying on top of a camper in season one. Uh, I, I thought he was like. digging a hole and he turned around and there it was. I can't remember what it was, but he was unceremoniously killed off because he said, if you're going to kick Nicotero out, I don't want to be here anymore. So uh, I can't remember what that was all about, but I, I'm going to go back to uh, to, some, to some normal stories. I think Sam's still laughing because I said he got his shit eaten out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant to say like his stomach ripped open and eaten. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, who, but I figured out now who you're talking about. But yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe has been a cast in Thor Love and Thunder. I no idea who the hell he could be playing, but I would imagine it's a quick cameo like Melissa McCarthy, Matt Damon. Oh, so you think it'll be like in that play or something like that? Maybe he might play like Zeus. I I don't know. I'm just not sure. He plays Maybe. Christian Bale's character or something. Could could be. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a main character. He very well could be. You know, yeah, he's big I, enough name. Yeah, I just don't know how long he's going to be in this one. Yeah. I have a feeling it's more of a cameo role. But if that does get announced of who he'll play, we'll follow up that story on this podcast and uh, let you know who he plays. Or maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just let it play out. And you can be surprised when you see Russell Crowe, who has a place in the last blockbuster, by the way. Um, check that out. I can't recommend it enough. These are the three films that have been delayed this week, but not as bad as you think. The names, all three of them suck because these are st- films we, yeah, we like every better. every movie title. Like, ah, ooh, ah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Uncharted, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which was just delayed recently. This is the second delay in a month. And Mortal Kombat have all been delayed. But fret not, my friends, fret not. It's only a week. So uh, each one of them only being pushed back a week. So you're still getting Mortal Kombat in April, still September for Venom. And I think Uncharted's Feb 2022. I can't remember. It, it sounds it sounds right. But it's only a week out. And I imagine they're doing that because if one big movie shifts and it fucks up the kind of the space for your other films and you want to yeah. give them as much time to breathe at the box office as you can, you'll shift it back a week so you can get that extra, you know, extra theater 
at your local AMC. Yeah, like like you said, it's only a week. It's not too bad. We'll be fine. It does suck, though, man. I April 16th, I had my calendar circled for Mortal Kombat. I was so hyped. And now just to wait till the 23rd, it's just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. But, you know, a week after that, new Pokemon Snap. So we're at the we're in new Pokemon Snap month and we're in Mortal Kombat month. What can be better than that? <laughs> not much. Uh, Knives Out is getting two sequels. Knives Out 2, Knives Out 3 and Netflix. I think it was something like half, almost a half a billion dollars. $450 million. They acquired the rights and Ryan Johnson will be back to direct and there is an actor, I won't say who, there's an actor from the first one that is coming back. I don't want to say it because it would spoil the first one and that's a must watch movie and if you haven't yet, 2019, you got to check it out. It's on Amazon Prime for free. You, You really need to watch Knives Out. I, I I remember I watched half of it and then I had to stop it. So I'm going to have to have to rewatch the whole thing now because I, I would, remember shit. I would also imagine the original when that streaming rights is up for Amazon, that it will come to Netflix with the other two. And I imagine it'll drop maybe even before. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's, it'll at least out. get people ready for it. You know, yeah. Knives Out 2 is probably what are we in 21? Knives Out 2 is probably a 23 film easy, and then easy. 24 or 5 for Knives Out 3. I mean, when it comes right to Netflix, you can kind of pump it a little faster. You don't have to do the full marketing run and like, yeah, and they could know them. I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a back to back type of deal. That might even be the case if you just film them back to back. Exactly. You, yeah. The post-production is that much easier. You can work on the met really simultaneously if you have your shit together and your story down, which, you know, Ryan Johnson, I'm sure yeah, he was does. if it's a good director, Ryan Johnson is in fact the best director of the sequel trilogy. So, uh, and that is, that is definitive. I'm going to say that right now. He's better than Abrams space jam, a new legacy gets its debut trailer on Saturday. It got, it got a trailer today, but it was just a trailer falling on uh, Bugs Bunny's head or whatever. It was just a comedic thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, Coyote. Yeah, Coyote. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, I guess. Like, I, I want to give it a fair shake. I mean, I don't think it's going to touch the first one, but I, I want to see what it's got. The only reason I don't think I'm it, at all interested is because I know that this one line will not be in it. It is the best line from the original. It's when Muggsy Bogues gets his powers back. And he's like, look at Muggsy hand of that rock again. I laugh every time. Every time when he says, I can't remember the, the basketball player that says it. He's like, look at Muggsy hand of that rock again. And the, like his voice is so high. And I'm like, dude, that is so 90s. I love every second of yeah. it. Uh, makes me want to go back and watch the original. I was going to say, that's a movie that's definitely on my list to rewatch. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I think it's July, July 16th-ish. We haven't gotten a trailer yet, so this will be the debut of LeBron James's version of Space Jam, A New Legacy. They took away Lola Bunny's sex appeal. What are you doing, people? She's the hottest bunny this side of the Mississippi. Uh, let, let's move on, because that's just weird. I've, yeah. I've talked about shit getting eaten out and hot bunnies <laughs> in the movie section alone. I need a beer. Let's go uh, into the TV section where we're going to talk about a kid's show. <laughs> perfect segue. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I said at the top of the show, it's out. It came out the same day as the second episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it's flying, flying V under the radar, but not to me. It has flown it right into my heart. I loved it. What did you think of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers episode one? I mean, I, I think I probably like it more than I should. Um, <laughs> again, it, yeah. it's it's just this little charming, you know, again, we grew up on these movies. We grew up with Bombay, even though he was only in it a little bit, the little bit Bullshit. he was in. 
Bullshit. Um, he was in the entire second half of the episode. Yeah. I didn't expect that either. I thought he was going to come in. Yes, you know, he, but he he dabbled. He, like again, what I was going to say, he was in it just enough. Like just enough. It was funny. Yeah, I yeah, liked I liked all the kids involved. That all, all quirky, nerdy. You think this guy is going to be a great hockey player? He's got the best stuff. He can't skate. Like I I, I loved everything they showed in that first episode. I thought it was phenomenal. I yeah. loved it so much more than I thought I would too. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I thought it was going to be some corny, not funny at all kids show. It's fucking funny. Yeah. Laugh oh, out loud funny. Yeah. It's good. And and I liked uh, Lauren Graham a lot more than I thought I was going to. She, you know, she, she kind of. She you know. is really gr- like taxing in Gilmore Girls. And yeah. And I think so, that's what I was kind of remembering her like, oh, but she was yeah. actually, she was actually pretty funny in this. And so we did like a prediction of that show way back when it was announced. And I said, she's going to be the coach and Bombay is going to take over eventually. And I fucking nailed it. But I, I will say this. Bombay's line about cake is so funny. He's like, leave the cake. It's a day old. You want some cake? It's. Oh, I know. Okay. That, the whole thing. It, it, it's it, it's great to see him. As soon as I, I saw him for the first time, a stupid smile goes over my face. And it's like, it's, it's great. He's that's he Bombay, man. He doesn't overstay his welcome. There's a kid who has a podcast. And like I talked about earlier, kind of exhausting. I can't stand when podcasts are like in TV and movies because they always take it to the 11th degree that doesn't need to go to. But as much as I didn't like when they're doing their podcast, the kid who hosts it outside of the podcast is actually really funny. He's like the comedic relief. And the main character is in that, sh- that movie, good boys. I think it's called like the live, like almost like the live action. Look at like South park, the three friends. And it's like really rated R. Yeah. Yeah. He's, we saw that was funny. He's one of the three kids in that. So I made that connection. Lauren Graham. She, again, she was really good. The hockey coach of the ducks who cuts the kid he is in Letterkenny. He's one of the hockey players in Letterkenny. He's a main character. As a matter of fact, he was going to be in Philly for Letterkenny Live when I had tickets to that before COVID shut that down. The one thing about the coronavirus I really fucking hated personally. Uh, so, you know, besides it, um, I, I, I love the show more than I should. I'm so excited for episode two on Friday. I cannot wait. Uh, it's, it's really charming. And I'll say here what I said on Twitter and what I truly believe is this show has the potential, the potential to be what Cobra Kai is, but for kids, Cobra Kai is definitely an adult themed show. It's done wonders for the karate kid franchise. It's done wonders for karate in general. I think the mighty ducks game changers being on Disney plus already a hundred million subs. It's being advertised everywhere. It's all over ESPN especially now that ESPN has a lot of the NHL's rights back um, to, to air those games. And so Muddy Ducks is getting a lot of solid marketing. And if it keeps this pace, it doesn't have to get any better or any worse. If it just stays where it's at, it has the potential to be the Cobra Kai for kids and really revitalize the Mighty Ducks franchise. Cause those three movies as bad as they are, are just plain wonderful. So uh, yeah, really, considering I think the highest Rotten Tomato score is like 24. And I wouldn't be shocked if that's for D2, but I just I loved it, man. You, you should go check it out. Uh, my, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, like you said, Gordon Bombay is in it. The literal perfect amount doesn't overstay his welcome. I really enjoyed it, and I'm excited to see where it goes. George R.R. R. Martin has signed a five-year exclusive deal with HBO and HBO Max. Well, not just Game of Thrones, though, exclusive in general. More We're fun. never getting the book. Uh, never. No, I've been saying that since. <laughs> I mean, five years. Like this guy don't have time to wipe his ass. 
he's he's also working on a game called Elden Ring um with I think it's from software that you know he's obviously really deep into that because he's writing the story and the lore for that. Like, how much, how many bolts does this guy have in his chamber? I just no, don't dude, no, dude, there's not enough time in the day from doing working on what three, four spinoffs to finishing two books. I know he has another book series he's writing to get signed for another five year deal. Like, I, well, a lot of those prequels, shit. to be fair, are off works he's already completed. He's more of just like a creative oversight. I was talking like creatively, like how many bolts do you possibly have? How many good ideas can one person? Like, I know he has a team. He clearly has a team. But my point is, like, what else? If you see George R. R. Martin's name connected to something, you automatically think high fantasy. That's just kind of where we're at. Game yeah. of Thrones is his calling card. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, as cool as I am, is he even going to be fucking alive for this? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. he's, he's got to be one of the most hardest working guys out there right now. I'm sorry. He's just an old fella, and he's not in the best of health. He surely doesn't look fit. But, but we're wishing him well. Hey, listen, you know. if I could have that body at that age, I'd take it. <laughs> that means I live long enough to be there. I'll take it. True. Uh, Game of Thrones is not going away either. I know I said that, you know, this particular thing isn't necessarily Game of Thrones related, but Game of Thrones is getting another spinoff. But this time. It's not where you expect it. It's, it's not television. Do you know where I'm going with this? Have you seen the story? I, I, I don't. I'm like, wait, we're at three shows now. How many are we getting? <laughs> it's not a TV show, my friend. Game of Thrones is getting a Broadway show. Oh, my God. And it's bringing back Ned Stark and Jamie Lannister and all the characters, maybe not played by their TV counterparts, but all the characters you know and love from the early seasons. Uh, it's going to bring them back. And so I am very, very excited to see Ned Stark get beheaded on a Broadway stage. Yeah, I mean, Broadway. Uh, that, I love I love theater. Yeah. I love and theater. I, again, that, that's me. Not really, you know, not my cup of tea there. Yeah, I put it in TV to hopefully throw you off a little bit. But um, yeah, we're getting a, a it's a stage adaptation for Broadway. It's also going to come to Australia and I would imagine the West Coast as well. So if I have to drive to New York, no problem. Hopefully it does better than Spider-Man. Musical theater is is fantastic. But like live theater to me without a musical is something I'm totally in for. I love acted plays. They're really fun to be a part of. I just enjoy being in that type of theater. Uh, and, and just seeing the hard work and the dedication of people doing two shows a night for months and months on end, like, oh my God. And just like the passion. So that's really, really cool. I'm sure the tickets will be about $6,000 a pop and I'll never <laughs> yeah, give or take. I'll have to like own GameStop stock to be able to see this show, but you know, we'll see if it, you know, if it can come to fruition. One thing I'm looking forward to post coronavirus is getting back to the theater. And I don't mean the movie theater. I'm psyched to go see my first, you know, Broadway show or, or something like that and just see how the world is post this. But Game of Thrones will be a part of that culture and I'm excited for it. But now we'll get back to the TV stuff off the little little side mission we went on there for, for Broadway. But the Obi-Wan series coming to Disney Plus has its cast and they did not announce all these actors. We knew a couple, but this this is a good cast. Oh, dude, that's an isn't a a plus cast. I love everybody in it. I, I can't freaking wait for the show. I mean, honestly, my, my favorite is probably Rupert Friend. Really? He was in, he was in Homeland. He was uh, the second guy who played Agent 47 in the live-action Hitman movies. I, I, I freaking love him. I, I can't wait. So we knew about Ewan McGregor. We knew yeah. about Hayden Christensen uh, coming back there as well. Uh, some of these, again, we knew about, but others we did not. We're getting Moses Ingram. We're getting Joel Edgerton, who does not look like Good Joel actor. Edgerton. 
anymore. He uh, looks like uh, Haley Joel Osmond in this photo, but Bonnie P.I. Ice Pessy. I don't know. She looks like uh, the chick from Parks and Rec. Uh, Leslie Nope. Uh, Kunio Ninjani. Um, we nice. also knew about Indira Varma because she, we actually reported that on this show. She will play a villain, I believe. She was the sa- head of the Sand Snakes in uh, Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Rupert Friend, you had talked about. Benny, uh, Benny Safty, Simone Kessel, Sung Kang, who plays... Uh, That's our boy. Fast and Furious. He should have been dead in Tokyo Drift, but he's apparently not. And O'Shea Jackson. He escaped Jr. under a manhole. Sure did. Give me a break. But like, that's a star-studded A-plus cast that I'm super, super excited for. Yeah, I, I can't freaking wait. And no, and Ewan McGregor's training with Tony Horton, and I, which is yeah, great. I, me and our, our boy Damien, me and him uh, years ago, got to work out with him in AC, got a picture with him, super nice guy. So I really can't wait for the show. Uh, another show I know you can't wait for from a Star Wars perspective, Star Wars The Bad Batch. That's coming May 4th, a little bit over a month from now. The premiere will be 70 minutes. Wow. So 15 minutes before the credits. And, and that's what I was going to say. I was like, give or take, how long are these damn credits? I would imagine these credits for that long of a show, meaning you have that much more of a staff, plus it's animated, so you got a lot of animators there. We're talking at least eight to nine minutes of credits, and I'm not being facetious. I wouldn't be shocked. If it's like 60 minutes no. of show, 10 minutes of credit. Uh, honestly, I was thinking like, all right, so it's probably 50, 55 minutes max. Wow. Yeah. 20 minutes of credit. He's talking a full length feature film. <laughs> Is there going to be an end credit scene? We got to wait 20 I minutes. mean, with Star Wars, I, I, I think there should, in, unless they just wait for that last episode. But I, I like them little teases at the end. Like, I'm just, I'm trained now. Everything I watch, every single thing I watch, I go to the end. Yeah, me too. I was even fast forwarding Godzilla versus Kong. We'll let you know if there is, or no, we won't let you know if there is one. You can go find out on your own if there's an end credit scene for that. There's um, not. Sam said it, not me. Jordan fit. Oh, no, 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 no. How are you going to skip like the biggest story of the whole week? My wife loves this show. My co-host loves this show. God forbid I forget about it. Lucifer's final run of episodes will hit Netflix May 28th. Well, no, no, this it's part B of of this. Oh, there's, right. there's yeah, so there's still a whole nother season we're getting, but this is part B where you know spoilers that you know you, we see God and it's going to introduce that next half of the series where they keep they keep talking about it. I know they just filmed; they literally just wrapped. I think yesterday or their final day of filming the the final season. I, I can't freaking wait from being canceled after I think two or three seasons to coming back on Netflix, then getting then ending, then getting revived again. And then just, just what, what a show, just kudos to the cast and crew. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me don't care. I, I, I would care. I just, and his cameo on the legends of cross, uh, legends of tomorrow crossover with, uh, John Constantine. Oh, beautiful. Jordan Fisher has been cast as impulse in the flash CW show. I'm, and I don't know who he is, which is great. I think I think Impulse back when Smallville was running, I think that's the Flash that we got introduced to was Impulse. So it's good to see that he's appearing on Flash. So I, I think after that, I'm pretty sure every speedster in the, the Flash history has appeared on the Flash TV show on CW. And I'll take over. It's a massive gaming space. Just one story. Cyberpunk 2077's huge version 1.2 patch is available now on all platforms. Can't this game just die? Like, can't <laughs> we just move on? I, I know. I mean, like, I, I feel bad. It's like, you know, they, they, they got held like hostage with their codes. It's like, I, I, I if, want the- if that's real, wouldn't you 
Wouldn't you conspiracy theorize that because they didn't want to do another delay and get crushed for it again, that they made that up and then delayed it anyway? They delayed the patch. So, like, maybe that was just a convenient thing because you haven't heard about that story since. No, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm maybe maybe kind of conspiracy. Put on your tinfoil hats, guys. I wouldn't be shocked, although that is slander and libel. So I take it back from a serious perspective. I'm joking, guys. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I bought this game at launch, so they already had my money. It wasn't going to affect my purchase of it, but I was waiting for this patch. This was the one they said there are two giant patches, one in Jan, one in Feb. And after the Feb one, that's when I was going to jump in because it's going to be a playable game on console at that point. So I thought to myself, let me wait for it. Let me wait for it. And it finally dropped. It kind of came out of nowhere. They gave about a half a day's notice. I went on to the patch notes. I was like, let me just read the patch notes. Let me see, you know, if the T-pose thing is fixed, getting into cars and all that wonky shit. Let's see if that's fixed. There's over like 150 things they fixed. And I'm like, get out of here. I ain't reading this shit. Uh, that's crazy. It's like I a 20 page document. I kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. My God, they fixed so much shit. I can only imagine what the first patch fixed. So I thought, okay, this is the time. I took it out of its shrink wrap. I downloaded it onto my PlayStation 5. That's where I'm playing it on PlayStation 5. Um, and I am happy to report that it is so okay. It is just <laughs> so okay. Um, I have not experienced a single glitch. Oh, there you go. I'm glad. I'm, I, I really am glad to hear that. Well, I lied. There's one guy. There's one guy who walked through a vending machine, and it was really funny. And that could have had a superpower. You don't know. Maybe he's all, Martian Manhunter. You don't know. All I experienced was one person walking through. I've yet to get a T pose. I've yet to get any weird car thing where they get into a car from the top. I have yet to experience any. Well, I don't know if this is a like a glitch or if it's just really bad coding. But a lot of times for the cutscenes, they tend to cut off. Um, I've noticed a couple of typos. They tend to like, like not be in sync with the person talking. Like it's a little weird oh, if, you're, if you're following with the subtitles. It's not like jarring because you know we're in our thirties and we know how to read. But like, so it's not like the worst thing ever. But um, a little, a little distracting. I think is is the word for it. I am three hours in. So I have a pretty decent chunk of the game played. I picked Street Kid of the three Corpo Street Kid and Nomad. Um, and I am happy to say that it's good. I mean, the gunplay is really, really good. I hate hacking and I hate stealth. So, like, I can't stand those elements of this game. I just feel that this game would be legitimately great if it wasn't an RPG. If it didn't try sure. so hard to be leveling up and stats and level this up and do this. Like, let me just play a first person shooter game in this crazy cool city. And let me go on fun missions and kill shit and sneak up on things and hack cameras. And like, let me do all that without the RPG element. I think I'd have a lot more fun. Um, but the RPG thing is just, there's so many things you can upgrade and have to remember. And these techniques and abilities, I don't remember them. I just go in and I shoot things and then I leave <laughs> and I get my money. I just point and shoot. I press a button. And that's it. And I leave. And it's, it's just, I just feel as a shooter, it's pretty tight. It's pretty good. But the story is so mediocre. Uh, and the RPG elements are so distracting that I don't have a giant urge to finish it. I thought it would be my game to get me through to Pokemon Snap. But I think what I'm going to do is, is probably play a little bit more, see if it gets me. Um, and if not, I'm going to play Ratchet and Clank 2016 in 4K60 because that was that's <laughs> yeah. I, ne I never thought you were ever going to finish this game. Yeah, and then I'm definitely. But I, I, play... I give you kudos for buying and trying. 
I'm definitely going to play Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm going to probably try to beat that, um, which is another game that forced RPG elements. But that's free starting on April 10th or 17th or something like that. So uh, for all PlayStation users. So I'll play those games in April. Cyberpunk, it, it needs to do a little bit more to grab me. But, you know, I'm not going to hate it. It does, it's, And it's beautiful, man. When it when it this patch, it is a beautiful city. Um, I love the characters like I love the look of the characters and uh, the voice acting shit, by the way, your main character, V, his voice, <laughs> his voice actor is just pure dog shit. Um, and the dialogue is just so cheesy. But at the end of the day, it's not the worst game ever, man. I thought it would be the worst. And waiting for the patches, I think, was smart. So like. Hey, now, if you want to try it, I still wouldn't play it on a PS4, maybe a PS4 Pro. If you have a five, I definitely pop it in, play the PS4 version. The PS5 version will come at some point in 21 or 22, uh, but it's not the worst game I've ever played. I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. It's just mediocre. Sam, let's get into your weekly water. Weekly water this week is um, I know that we both played this growing up. It's Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. On the Nintendo, Nintendo 64. 64. Yeah, you got it. Nintendo 64 came out in 1998. I got it in a, a 9.0 A++ seal rating, which is the highest seal rating they give. Um, I got this on IG a little while ago, and I remember it they got lost in the mail for like two months. Mm. So it was one of them where it's, you know, they ship it. You don't know where it is for two months, and then it just magically appears in Philly, and it's out for delivery. So I was a little <laughs> bit nervous, you know, because again, I've I've never seen this game graded this high. I originally had a six five sealed, and I had an eight zero complete in box that um, that I literally both sold both of them to basically almost fund this one completely, just because it's 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 still my favorite baseball game to play. To see it in a 9.0 A++, the game looks like it just came right off the damn shelf. Um, Nintendo sponsored Griffey during his time with the Seattle Mariners, whom they owned from 1992 to 2016. This was the sequel to Ken Ken Griffey Jr.'s Slugfest for Super Nintendo. I don't remember playing that one. Um, Did you ever play that one first? No, I I I was more of a Genesis kid, so I actually never had that game. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so I would I'd consider like this and Backyard Baseball to be like my, my favorite baseball games to date. Um, backyard Baseball is a, is a fucking banger, so I can't no, I can't dude, it, And that came out first. That came out in '97, the I original. Can't there, yeah. Um, the this game was actually received pretty well. IGN gave it a seven point seven out of ten. Gamespot gave it a six point eight out of ten. Nintendo Power eight point four out of ten, and Game Informer seven point five out of ten. You know, just again, I know you always could have picked Griffey, did the home run code, well, did for a, that. For a sports game, by the way, that's not that's not a bad rating. Dude, that, that's solid, man. And like, I kind of feel better that, you know, I always say that, you know, you know me, I always say it's the best one out, like my favorite. But it's good to know that it was reviewed well also. Yeah. Just like some some things I remember playing about the game, obviously, you know, the, the Griffey code. I remember going up against Randy Johnson, his 106 mile per hour freaking fastball. Hmm. Anyone who had a knuckleball, I hate it. I hated that pitch. That that pitch was almost impossible to freaking hit. But again, like this was like the game that I'd, I'd go. You'd start your own season. You you'd pick your own team. And I felt like just the way they picked their team that they were always like they were fair in their trades. Or if you were trying to get a guy and like you couldn't just trade like you know uh, Ken Griffey Jr. for Chuck Knobloch or something like that. Like there were there was you know they're pretty strict with it. But 
Um, a, a game that I'm happy to add in my collection. I, I don't think I'll ever get rid of it unless I somehow find a higher grade just because this game was my childhood playing it in the gallons basement all them years. And uh, yeah, that's this week's weekly WADA major league baseball featuring Ken Griffey jr. Happy opening day to all of our baseball fans. And, and ain't it fitting, know. right? It's almost like I planned it. It's uh Phillies are one and O on their path to 162 and O nice. Nice to not have a 60 game sham of a season this year. We're gonna have I, I always love to start on a W hates the season on a loss. Same. And especially when there's an off day afterwards, it just bothers you for 24 extra hours that it needs to. But uh, everybody, this was a nice, tidy little episode. That's exactly what I was hoping for. 9.15 and we're out of here. That's wonderful. Uh, appreciate everybody's time tonight. Hope you have a great week. Go watch Godzilla vs. Kong so you can chat with us. DM us on Instagram. DM us on Twitter. Follow us there. Interact with us. We always talk to everybody who reaches out. We have never not talked to somebody who reaches out and just wants to chat about the pod. So hit us up. We'd be loving to talk to you. We'll see you next week for episode 232. 450 million dollars. Who do you think they are? Kelsey Clinton?